the name of the Lord. We started this lesson last week, but we're going to continue it today. I don't think this will be the conclusion of the lesson. I think we'll do it again. We'll continue it later because there's questions about why it's important to be baptized in the name of Jesus. We're, we're going to really look at that in a separate lesson. But our over uh, cover screen it brings us to Genesis 4. Does everybody have your Bibles? You, you might want to, you know, turn. We're going to kind of go quickly. We don't have a lot of overlays, but we have some. And I want to begin here with what we began last time with Genesis 4.26, that men began to call upon the name of the Lord. All right? Can you read that with me? Men began to call upon the name of the Lord. Okay, I could almost hear a little, a few, I could hear some voices, so that was really good. All right, now, so they begin to call upon the name of the Lord. Now, there's a lot of, I've already been through this, but let's say it one more time. There, there's been a lot of, um, how many knows that people disagree about things in the Bible? For example, one group says, well, we shouldn't baptize people in water. Uh, we should baptize them in lemon juice. Or, you know, people have all kinds of different things they believe in. And, and I respect it. That sounded like I don't respect it. But I do respect it. But I, don't, I may not agree with it. For example, I don't believe you should baptize infants. Don't believe in that. There was an entire reformation because there were people baptizing infants. In other words, the entire Christian community rose up over the fact that they were baptizing babies and suggesting that salvation for babies came from something other than their own decisions. And so that was what we now call the Protestant Reformation. And, and now, of course, the Reformation is literally worldwide, just like Pentecostalism. You're in a Pentecostal church, an apostolic Pentecostal church, where we believe that the Holy Ghost is poured out and people speak in tongues. But I meet people every day. I mean, teaching at the university, I'm going to tell you, my friend, you meet people every day that say, well, there, there's no God. Or you, you can't say that people speak. You, no, there's no such thing as speaking. That, that's psychological or whatever. Even though I teach several languages, yet they would say, you may not be wacko uh, Talmadge, but um, you may pastor a church, but, but we can't understand why you would think that it's really real that people speak in tongues. You see that? And don't you see the kind of pressure that puts on people when they say what you believe is, uh, of course, that it's a lot better today. Now that we're the biggest church in the world, the fastest growing church in the world, people don't, uh, they're a little nicer about it. But still every day you meet folks that say, I just can't believe that's real. And, and it's partly understandable because how many know it's a miracle if you get the Holy Ghost speaking in tongues? That's a miracle of God, just like anybody being healed. And, uh, and so we're thankful. So there's disagreement over the name of the Lord, and there's disagreement over this scripture in the very first book of the Bible that says men began to call. Everybody say began. That's another way of saying at this point in the fourth chapter, before there's even a Noah, before there's anything, they started calling on the name of the Lord. Now, this brings us to another interesting thing, because people will say, well, what does it mean to call on the name of the Lord? And some will say, well, it doesn't matter what name. For example, they might say, well, as long as you pray, you could pray to Buddha, you could pray to Humpty Dumpty. It wouldn't make any difference as long as you're praying. But that's not true. How many knows that it matters? How many knows that it matters who you are praying to? And that in the Bible, and we're going to take a look at some things here. That's why we're studying this together, that they began to call upon the name of the Lord. So what does that mean? 
Well, that means that they began to, when they prayed and when they worshiped and when they sang, they would literally say the name of the Lord. So, for example, when you pray and you say, everyone bow your heads, we're going to have eat this meal, let's pray. And then you say, dear Lord Jesus, you've said the name of the Lord. Of course, the Hebrews would say Yahweh because that's that was the Hebrew pronunciation. They'd actually say it. They didn't just start praying. Give me, give me, give me. They said the name of the Lord. Now, someone said, well, it doesn't really matter. This, this fellow the other day was saying, well, tell me, you know, it, that's just quibbling. No, no, it's not quibbling. If someone says I'm going to pray to a rock star and the same thing's going to happen. Well, then you're, you're fooled, my friend. You can pray to Hitler all day long and you're not going to get an answer. But when you say Jesus, something happens. Praise God. Something powerful happens. Now, we, we didn't address the fact that people might pray sincerely and incorrectly. That's perfectly possible. But it doesn't change the fact when you pray in Jesus' name, you can part waters. You can see the dead raised. You can see mighty things happen. Answers come because you have prayed correctly. The apostle himself said that you, you have not because you ask not or you ask amiss, which is an old word for saying you don't ask correctly. Dad, I want the keys. You can ask that a lot of ways. Dad, I want the key. Man, I'm cool. I'm tough. I'm no. Get it. You're not getting the keys. See? Of course, the best answer is always no. But I, No, I'm just kidding. So... How you ask and how you approach God, your sincerity makes all the difference in the world. So men begin to call out the name Yahweh. Now, let's go to the next slide. I've spent a little too much time there. Now, here we're back to, oh, oh, oh they took the podium out. Um, I wonder if there's the little, uh, I mean, I, I don't even know if I can teach without pointing at it. So they're going to see if they find uh I think it's right in there where we move the pulpit. You know, this is not our normal pulpit. This is here because of the revival today in the youth service. All right, so, but I can't point to it. And this is the one I need to point to the most. But there are two scriptures on here. Actually, there's three, but one is in Hebrew and one is in English. So Deuteronomy 6, 4, do you see it at the top? Let's say it together. Here, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. Now, this, of course, is what is known as the Shema of Israel. That is that there's one Lord. Not three, not ten, not twelve, not a bunch, just one God, and that his name is Yahweh. And so literally, thank you, brother. Thank you so much. See, it, we couldn't have got by if I hadn't done this. Hear, O Israel, the Lord. Everyone say the Lord. Well, see, this word Lord is translated here, Lord, but it's actually right here. Shema Yisrael Adonai Eloheinu Adonai Echad. So what you have is, here's Shema, all right? Now, we could say Shema, but it's a Hebrew word, which means listen, or, or here, and, and so uh, this became known as the Shema of Israel. It is the, it's like the central, someone, I have people tell me all the time, two things I get a lot because I'm a Pentecostal preacher, that you emphasize uh, speaking in tongues too much, and then they'll say, and you emphasize the name too much of Jesus. They'll say that. And then every once in a while, uh, anyway, let's just leave it there because we, we don't want you to know every single thing they think. So here, O Israel, the Lord is actually here, O Israel, Yahweh is our God 
and he is one Yahweh. That's what is actually being said. But what happens is the Jews refused to say the name of God because it was so holy. Does anybody here believe the name of God is holy? Well, we need to relearn it because we are in the most cursing culture in the history of the world. I mean, every word, Hollywood is on a quest to make sure that your children want to swear every breath that they breathe. That's the kind of culture we're in. And they want children's programming, especially these new uh, high-tech superhero-type things. They want them to swear, and they, they have vowed they will put certain words in there at least a few times. Not Now, they tried to do it, you know, so many times you couldn't bear it, and, and they would, nobody would watch those. So what they do now is they just make it ever so slight. They do it a few times. I'm talking about these non-R-rated type movies where they're trying to reach a whole generation to say it's cool to swear. And, of course, I mentioned last week the number one swear word in, the, in America today is Jesus. And after I left here, I went to go get a bite to eat Sunday. Did I teach last Sunday? I did teach. All right. So I left here after the service. We had a marvelous service. By the way, we had a marvelous rally on Friday night. Everybody say praise the Lord. This place was packed out, folks from all over the place. And and Brother Gore is back with us, so we're in revival today. And uh, he's going to be preaching in just a few minutes. But what a a tremendous service we had Sunday. And then um, I I left here. I went to uh, the store, and I was standing there, and the young girl just went, oh, and then she said, Jesus. But she meant it as a byword. She wasn't praising God. There was no. It was just exclaiming. So when she wanted to say something's wrong or, oh, my goodness, my thumb hurts or whatever. she I'm trying to remember what she was saying Jesus for, but. I don't remember. So it is that we've become a culture that. Uh, takes the name of the Lord. You know, the Bible says take, uh, do not t- to take the name of the Lord thy God in vain. How many knows that's in the Bible? How many knows it's one of the Ten Commandments? See? So here we are in a culture where we have to rehearse these things because if you're doing it because your favorite movie star is doing it, you need to stop it. And you need to say, I am not. Now, if you're going to curse other ways, and, and then you're going to face God for that. But you need to leave the name of the Lord out of it. You should not come in and worship God in heaven. Use his name as a swear. You should not do it. And so there you go. That's good enough for me. And it's time for the church to stand up and say, let's be a holy people. Praise God. So Shema Yisrael Adonai, the Jews wouldn't even say the name of God. So they started saying Lord in its place. And so we talked about that last week. Shema Yisrael Adonai. See, I said Adonai because that's the Hebrew name for Lord. Eloheinu Adonai Echad. I never said Yahweh. I do like the Jews. I studied under Jews. So that's why I do it. I had a professor one time that said, Tell me, why do you keep saying Adonai? Well, because I studied under Jews. Well, but so what? Who cares what the Jews do? I said, well, it's the same reason that I put my right shoe on first. I'm used to it. I do that. And to put it on my left shoe on first would be like, oh, my goodness, where am I? I can't put my left shoe on first. That's impossible. That's why. And he said, well, I'd like you to try it. Just say it and don't say Adonai. Say Yahweh. And so I did. I said, 
Shema Yisrael. I could, I could not stop saying that because I was trained to do it. So it is with Jews. The Jews will simply not say the name of the Lord because that is how holy they hold the name of the Lord. I'm going to tell you something, my friend. If you're a child of God and you are cursing with the name of God, you need to repent. You need to say, I'm committing myself to loving his name above every name. Praise God. Well, I thought that was good preaching. So Jesus, the word Jesus is the Greek form. I didn't put it on here, but it's true. I'm just telling you of the Hebrew name Yahweh or Jehovah. Everyone say Jehovah. The most common pronunciation is Jehovah, but that's not the Hebrew pronunciation. That's just an English way to pronounce God's name, which is right here, yud Hey vav Hey. So that word right there is, could either be pronounced Jehovah. If you say Jehovah, it's incorrect. That's an English way to say a word. It's, there's no such letters in Hebrew. You could never say Jehovah and be saying a Hebrew word. To pronounce it in Hebrew, you would say Yahweh, all right? So God hath highly exalted him and given him what? A name. And what's our Bible lesson today? The name of the Lord. Let's lift our hands and thank God that Jesus is the mighty God bringing the Father's name to this world. Hallelujah. So all you have to do is breathe his name and everything changes. Hallelujah. Had a guy say, well, what about, what about all those Christians that got cornered by, by the Nazis? Because he wanted to say, look at all the bad things that happened to Christians. It proves there's no God. I said, no, it doesn't. It proves there is a God. In the midst of the greatest hate in the history of the world, there were people that were willing to die for righteousness. It proves nobody would do that if there weren't righteousness drawing them to it. One little girl, oh, let's stop there. So people were uh, uh, taken by vicious people and, and they refused to curse the name of the Lord or to sin against God and they died in their faith. Some people might, uh, that's a tough thing to even think about, but here we are. So he's given him a name which is above every name that at the name of Jesus, everyone say the name of Jesus, every knee should bow. Praise God. That, by the way, is from Isaiah, the prophet Isaiah, which is the word Yahweh in Isaiah, and it's Jesus in the uh, book of Philippians, which shows that the Bible believed that Jesus was the Yahweh. Now, let's go to the next slide. They're going uh, to do it. Now, look at this one. So John 8, if you want to turn there, you could. Just I'm going to kind of walk through this. I need to go a little faster because I'm not quite a third of the way through here. And uh, so it is. Jesus is the I am. Everyone say, I am. Now, in religion, in, in, uh, in the Bible, the I am, well, let, let's start here. The word Yahweh means what? I am. Okay. So the name of God, when you say Yahweh, you are saying the I am. His name is I am. Now, my name is Talmadge, which is a common name. I, you all know that. And, um, you know, it's common because the streets, all the streets, that street over there is Talmadge. The street over here is Talmadge. I always take Talmadge Road. And we've got two or three folks named Talmadge in this church alone. How many knows that? So that's how common this name is. No, it's not a common name. We're just, we're just carrying on. But names have meanings. Even the word Betty has a meaning. Every name has a meaning. Because words have meanings. How many know that? See, words, if you form a word, uh, my brother's name, my oldest brother's now passed. His name was Fattis. 
It's a Bible name. It's used once in the Bible. It has a meaning. Every name has a meaning, and the name of God means the I am. Now, I am means he is the one who is. Are you with me? Am I too deep here? <laughs> he's the I am. He, he's not the God that, uh, well, he is the God that was and is and is to come, but that means he's always, he, the way to say this is that he's ever present. He's always been. Someone said, well, what about in the days of the, when the Romans were taken? He's always been. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. He's the I am. So his name means I am. But you don't baptize in the name I am because that's not how you pronounce his name. The Bible says he gave him a name. And what did the angel say his name would be? Jesus. Call his name Jesus, all right? That's why we're looking at this scripture. So Jesus is the I am. He's the one God in human form. Now look here. We're looking at this scripture right here. John, that very, I think those are the last two verses. Then said the Jews unto him, to Jesus, you're not yet 50 years old? And hast thou seen Abraham? Jesus had just said, I've seen Abraham. Verse 58, Jesus said unto them, Truly, truly, verily, verily, I say unto you, before Abraham was, that comma, I, I typed an extra comma, before Abraham was, I am. Well, see, they knew exactly what he was doing. He was claiming, he does this eight times in the Gospel of John alone. And by doing so, he was claiming, for example, in John 5, he says, I have come in my father's name. Now, a lot of Christians think, or a lot of, I've heard a lot of scholars say, well, that just means that he, he, he comes in the authority of his, of his father or somebody else's authority, which is it's not at all true. Now, he does come in the authority of the father, but that's not what the, that scripture means. That scripture means that he literally came in his father's name. We have it right here. He, he has given him a name which is above every name. And then he says, I say to you, before Abraham was, I am. He changes Greek grammar, by the way, to make that statement. That's why there's a comma right here. That comma is correct. Before Abraham was, he doesn't say, listen, he doesn't say, I was before Abraham. I mean, that, you could say that. You could say, I uh, existed before. The word, the ginomai here, this word, I am, is from the Greek word ginomai. So he could say, before Abraham existed, I existed before he did. He could have said that. And that would have meant that he was older than Abraham. But that's not what he's saying. He said, before Abraham was, I am. That's changing the grammar. He goes from the past tense to the present tense, because that was the name of God. How many, how many can see that? Anybody can see that? Have I gotten through it? Okay, several of you got a revelation. You could see that. We're a little deep there. If you can't breathe, you need to start, you know, raising your hands. Okay? Raise your hands. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Okay, I can't seem to. All right, so it was that Jesus is the I am. He said he was the I am several, several, several times. Now, let's keep going. Now, I want to back up because we're going to go to Psalm 83. Now, uh, I, I wish I could. Okay, I can see now. I, I'm not 
getting it, I'm not going as fast as I, I need to if I'm going to finish this. All right, so Psalm 83 is, and this is the authorized version, fill their faces with shame that they may seek the name of the Lord. Now, our lesson is entitled The Name. Everybody say it. The Name of the Lord. That's our lesson. Our lesson is about the name of the Lord. And now we're reading a scripture where the psalmist David prays this prayer. Fill their faces with shame. Whatever. See, you got to think that's a little, a little deep there. That they may seek the name of the Lord. So seeking the Lord and seeking the name of the Lord. So this name that they wouldn't even speak. He says, fill their faces with shame that they may seek the name of the Lord. I I, I really feel the Holy Ghost here. You know, there's a lot. For many years, I didn't think it mattered. I just went to dead church and thought it didn't make any difference. But I want to tell you, if you begin to seek the name of the Lord. Now, you say, well, what exactly does that mean? Well, um, it, at the very lowest level, it means you're going to start calling out his name. You're seeking his name. What if you were seeking for uh, uh uh, 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 um, a police officer. Would you just run around and, and not open your mouth or would you say, hey, officer? You would call out what you're trying to accomplish. And so it is that when you begin to seek the Lord, things begin to happen and you begin to seek his name. Now, verse 17, let them be confounded and troubled forever. So he's praying against his enemies. Yea, let them be put to shame and perish. Now, here we are. This is the scripture. I put the other two in so we'd have a full context because I knew that that was quite an amazing context. Verse 18, that men may know that thou whose name alone is Jehovah art the most high over all the earth. So that Jehovah or Yahweh or the Lord is one God. Does anybody think he's worthy of praise here today? He's worthy of praise. I'm going to keep going. I want to. I really love that, but I'm going to I'm going to calm myself. Okay, now let's go to the next one. Here's a uh, here's some artist rendering of the crucifixion. But uh, I'm giving you now John 543. I forgot I actually put it in this lesson. I am come in my father's name now look at the bottom because we're jumping five chapters over in john where he says i and my father are two separate wait i'm sorry um he says i and my father are one then the jew said that's it That's it. Now look what he's doing. He's claiming he is the I am, which was to say he's the Yahweh. Of course, in in Jesus' day, they actually mostly spoke Aramaic, which is a form of Hebrew. 
and, or Greek. And Greek was sort of like, you know, how it is. They, you don't want to speak Greek. You want to speak Aramaic. And so mostly they spoke Aramaic. And so the name Yahweh was still in use, except that they would say Adonai in its place. I and my father are one. And the Jews took the st stones up to kill him because he was in, in effect saying, Jesus was saying, I am the Yahweh. I am the mighty God come in human form. God had come. Can we just lift our hands and thank God for what he did? He came to help us. He came to give us answers. We thank you, Lord, for it. Thank you, Jesus. We praise you for it. Now, we're getting into the good stuff. Okay, now this is why we, this is why we were hurrying. All right, and I'm not really hurrying. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just trying to get through. Uh, we just got past the point where I think we can maybe get it all in. So here's an a, a actual picture, not of the actual Paul, but of a rendering. I have no idea where they, I just found this. It's That is a, supposed to be Paul, and that's Ananias. So Paul was the persecutor of the church, and the Bible says that, as, as you know, that he was struck blind, and later was, his name was changed to Paul, and he wrote two-thirds of the New Testament. So he's the greatest uh, writer of, in, in the Bible, longest wrote more in the Bible than anybody else. And so Paul became the great uh, voice of the New Testament. And he, of course, was Jewish and then was converted because God struck him blind as he was heading to Damascus to, uh, well, um, in, in Acts 9, which is right here, uh, we see, I don't want to jump ahead. I want to go over here first. They asked him, they brought, they brought the Christians into the court and they said, by what power or by what name have you done this? They, they healed a lame man. Now, I find this interesting because, listen, if let's say you went to the hospital today and you there was someone dying and you reached over and you prayed for them and they got up and they were fine. Would you call the police and say that man was dying and he prayed for him? No, I don't think so. But, you know, you can turn everything into politics, and that's exactly what happened here. They did not want Jesus, who they saw as violating their religious beliefs, because, uh, well, for various reasons and way beyond this lesson, but by what power? So they said, how have you done this? You've raised a man up who was, couldn't walk, and he sat at the gate all that time, and you prayed for him. How, who, how, what power caused that? And they said, what was their answer? I know I've cut some out, I, see? But they said, by what? The name of Jesus. Someone said, well, I, I thought you said Yahweh. The name of Jesus is the Greek pronunciation of the name of Yahweh. When you say Yah, and when you say Yah in Greek, you're saying of course, in English, you say Jesus, but the way the Greeks would say it is Yahsus, so, somewhat similar maybe to what the Spanish pronunciation is. The point is that he gave him his name, his name. You can say it in Russian. Hey, you can call his name in Swedish, but you call his name and there's power in his name. Now, of course, Saul was uh, blinded, and so what are you going to do? Well, go to Ananias. He's, he's going to uh, go, go to a certain place, and then God spoke to Ananias, and Ananias said this. So this is a few chapters later, and here he 
That is, Ananias is saying, Saul hath authority from the chief priest to bind all that what? Call on thy name. So we know for sure that they were calling on the name of the Lord, and that name was Jesus. Absolutely no question about it. When, they, when the Lord knocked, everybody with me? Everybody still awake? I know we're filling up here, and, and we're moving out. In a little bit, we're moving into the revival service. But when the, when the Spirit of God knocked him off of his horse, or his donkey, or whatever he was on, and he fell to the ground, and he was blinded, and there was a great light. And all, I mean, that story is absolutely amazing. I'm trying to not give you the entire story because we don't have time. But he fell to the ground, and he heard a voice, and the voice said, and he said, Who art thou, Lord? And the voice from heaven said, I am Jesus, whom thou hast persecuted. We know who the Lord is. We don't have to be hard-headed about it. The Lord is Jesus, and he was given that name by the angel because his name is above every name because there is no other name than the name of the Lord. Praise God. And so God intended that the church would preach and teach in his name. Now, we're going to skip the next one, brother, because uh, I, I'm, I'm satisfied that we, we've made that point, and now we're going to move on to something else because we're setting ourselves up for here is the scripture that convinced me to get baptized over because someone said it doesn't matter how you're baptized it doesn't matter how you're baptized and so I said well if it doesn't matter then I want to do it over well that, it doesn't matter you're not supposed to get baptized I said, well you just said it doesn't matter well you better believe it matters no 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 I said to you I want to get baptized and you said oh it doesn't matter what they meant was Fool you on that. You don't need to be baptized. says it doesn't matter. But if you're going to get rebaptized, well, now it really matters. See, that, that convinced me. Something really going on here that they do not want me to just simply obey what the Bible says. You want to know why multiple millions of people are being baptized in Jesus' name right now? Because the Bible said so, and they're trying to get, make their peace with God. Hallelujah. I had someone the other day just come up and said, I, I need to get baptized. I need to do what God wants me to do. I said, let's do it right now in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Woo! Hallelujah. Okay. And, and anyway, this, is, this scripture was the scripture that convinced me. I could not wait on a, a, a theological committee to tell me, okay, go ahead. I just had to do it. I just had to do it. Just like when I got the Holy Ghost. I spoke in tongues way before I got baptized. Because I belong to a church that spoke in tongues, but they would not baptize me in Jesus' name. And they were worried I'd heard somebody. I'd never even met anybody who was baptized in Jesus' name. Now, I did, but I mean, I, at that point, I had never met. I'd never actually met a person that was baptized in Jesus' name. I mean, I wasn't like a world traveler or anything. I was just a young man. And uh, the Lord began to speak to me. And the Lord, I really felt convicted I should do it. And I thought, well, hey, the Lord's telling me to do this. I'll just do it. And, and boy, I want to tell you, I might as well try to uh, get somebody uh, out of prison. I mean, it was unbelievable. How do you, you want to give you, you, what, you, you were baptized. Well, yeah, I know I was baptized, but, you know, I was really young, and I just feel like I should be baptized in the name of the Lord, just like the Bible said. Oh, oh, my God. Oh, just the, what, what's wrong? Are you having a heart attack? No, uh, no, but you cannot do that. You can't be baptized. 
So their objections later, I figured it out, but it was, it was like, wow, it's so surprising. My grandmother was 86 years old. We were all in the same church all those years. And the Lord spoke to her and said, Ida. Of course, they didn't say that because she always pronounced her name Idy. And I know the Lord would have called her by her name the way she understood it. And she told me, the Lord said, Idy, why aren't you getting baptized in my name? 86 years old, in the garden. <laughs> she had uh, broken her uh, arm. And she's out there hoeing her oak. Okra, okra. Not Oprah, but okra. And uh, the Lord said, why, why aren't you being, because I've been trying to tell her, Grandma, you should get baptized. And uh, she, oh, I'm baptized. Oh, oh hallelujah. Woo! She just loved the Lord. I said, Grandma, just, just pray about it. And, and the Lord said, <clears throat> Ida, why, why aren't you being baptized in my name? And she said, Lord, I've just been waiting for you to tell me. All these voices out here. I've known you all my life. She got the Holy Ghost back at just almost Azusa Street, way back there. She said, I've just been waiting for you, Lord. I want to tell you, that was a great day in my life. My wife would tell you that little lady was the, one of the most important people in my whole life. And when she stepped in the water, and we were all taking pictures of her, 86 years old. She passed away shortly after that. And we were taking pictures. She said, oh, oh. I said, what is it, Grandma? She said, I saw the lights of the city. And I said, but, but Grandma, you, we were taking pictures with flash bulbs, and, and, and it was the light from the flash bulbs. She said, oh, baby, don't you know that I know the difference between the lights of heaven and your flash bulbs? She said, I saw it. I saw the lights of the city. Hallelujah. Oh, yes, yes, yes. See, someone said, why is the apostolic church going so fast? Why is it the fastest growing church in the world? Why are millions of people getting the Holy Ghost at one time? I'll tell you why. Because there's not a name anywhere like the name of Jesus. His name is worthy to be praised. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. All right, you just folks, you need to calm down. It's just Sunday morning. It's not like we need to get all excited about it. And so, Acts twenty two sixteen. I'm trying to get to it because this is the scripture that I finally said, okay, okay. I don't know anybody baptized this way. I'm finding them. I went to my pastor. Pastor, I've got to go today. I can't wait. You got to pray for me. I'd promise him I wouldn't get baptized unless he did it, unless he'd put his hands on me. So I said, You got to pray for me right now. I got to be baptized today. I, I can't keep waiting. I'd waited a, quite a long while. And I said, Please, Pastor, you know my heart. I just want to obey God. He said, Tell me your heart. You're way too sensitive. He said, Way too sensitive. But I said, But would you put your hands on me and pray? Because I'm going to find somebody that does this. And he said, Talmadge, <laughs> yes. And he reached over and both of them. When I published Our God is One, 
He was the first man I walked up and went to his house and hadn't seen him in several years, but I handed him a copy. I said, Pastor, this, this is for you. This is for you. He couldn't rebaptize me because he told me that his denomination would take his license away if he baptized me. And she, I said, oh, you're kidding me. You can't even do what they did in the Bible or you'd get your license taken away. I, I, by the way, there are churches you speak in tongues, you, you, you're out of there. That's just the way it goes. But let me tell you, I'd rather, I'd rather have Jesus hallelujah, than everything else. Hallelujah. Oh, I remember it's like it was yesterday. And, and I read this scripture. It really, of course, I'm a little bit of a Greek nerd. I've you know, got a degree in Greek. And so uh, when I saw this and realized what it was saying, I said, that's it, that's it, that's it. Because the, the biggest concern was that if you believe that baptism can wash your sins away, my pastor said that would mean that it would, have to, it would kill all the fish in the lake. And I said, Wow. Never thought of that. And, of course, the Lord showed me that it wasn't the water that does the washing. <laughs> it's the name that does the washing. So when I figured that, I said, Pastor, it's not the water. The water, all the turtles and, and everything, they're okay. It's not going to kill anything. But it's the name is going to take care of my sins. Hallelujah. And now, why tarriest thou? Arise and be baptized and wash away thy sins, calling on the name of the Lord. Now, you see, I've given you the Greek here, uh, right there. You don't care, but epikalisamenos in Greek, that means to actually say it, to pronounce it, to invoke it. You don't just go, <laughs> no, you don't do that. You can praise God and <laughs> all you want to, but when you need something, you better say, Jesus! When you're praising Him, you say, I'm praising Jesus! And when you're needing to be baptized, you say, I baptize you in the name of Jesus! Hallelujah! Let's stand to our feet.